Riley. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Dun, dun, dun. Hi. That's Lindsay. And that's Kayla. And we're two friends who share a love for reading that we want to share with you. So, so let's, let's talk, talk about, about books, books, baby. Guys. We have been sung in by Kayla. Yes. Guys, <laughs> I am so excited for this episode. So excited. But this is something I will say. I, I've just been noticing this a lot. So I noticed that apparently as I was editing last week's episode, I was like, man, I do this. And sometimes you do it too. But I, I noticed it mostly in me that I always have an upward inflection. And I was like, yeah. I, I think it's just a California thing, right? Because I'm like, I, I always think, yeah, have I think this, it is. I always have this stupid upward inflection. So I'm really going to try and not yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> and then I was on a, a work call the other day. And I was uh-huh. on a work call with another company and someone from my company. And the person from my company was doing that. She was doing this upward inflection. Um, if that makes sense, like she was saying stuff like that. And I'm like, this right. must be a California thing because I was definitely feeling it. And I was like, oh my God, all these upward inflections. I'm not asking a question. Yeah, I realize I think it it, it has to be a California thing. It just it has to be because it, it does kind of fit in with the like valley girl accent. Yes. You know? Yes. And I so. I've been told I have a valley girl it's- accent and look. I don't care. I, do, I know I, do I have I do one. Too. Yeah. It's just what we it's what we sound like. And look, you can make jokes about us all you want. We don't care. This is just how we talk. Well, we're gonna, no we're one, gonna make jokes about we're gonna make jokes about the people in Wisconsin talking Wisconsin. talking like like Wisconsin. Exactly. Wisconsin. They talk about cheese in Wisconsin. They they talk about cheese. they talk cheese, about their, a cheeseburger and some coke. <laughs> yeah, they got a cheeseburger and some coke. And then like if you go to yeah. like what's it called? Missouri, like St. Louis, Missouri, it's like yeah. uh they eat with a fart. They eat. They <laughs> use a park to eat. So I'm like, they use a park. Yeah. We we sound like we're from California. That's just what we do, and that's because we are. And it's because that's yeah. what we are, and we are not going to apologize for it. Now that being said, I will try to avoid the upward inflections from now on. But I'm not going to promise anything because guess what? That's how I talk. No. So it just is. It is how it, it is. is yeah. What it um, is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I am very excited today that we're talking about the haunting of Shoot. Hill House. Yes. Hell yes. Um, so actually, it's funny because I got your text message and you said um, you said that you're really excited because you heard that the show is very different from the book. And so what yes. I actually did was I went and I read the Wikipedia for the book and the absolutely book. Yeah. it is. It is. It is different. Right. So um also, because on my book, it has a little Netflix sticker and it says uh-huh. inspiration for the Netflix series. It doesn't say now a Netflix series. It says inspiration for. So mm-hmm. I think they just kind of took some bits and pieces and like the, what's the, right the overall the, vibe, the vibe and of the book for the show. I can definitely speak to that too. Um, because when I read the synopsis for the book, I was like, it's kind of cool because they actually used the names of the characters from the book in the show. 
Right. So, right. so but they're not the same. They're not the same characters, but they like, use yeah. the same names. Um, the same names. Yes. Right. So, all right. Cool. Here we go. The Haunting of Hill House, the show, is about, it kind of starts off with them as kids, and it, it jumps between when they were kids and when they're adults. So you have the five crane children, which are Stephen, Shirley, Theodora, Nellie, or Eleanor, and Luke. So these are the five crane children. Their father is Hugh, and his wife, her name is escaping me at the moment, but she's the mom. And you know, as adults, their mom is no longer alive and all the kids have kind of gone their separate ways. They're not really close anymore. But as children, they all lived in Hill House with their parents. And Hill House was definitely haunted. And essentially, their mother ended up dying in the house. And the kids, they were rushed out of the house late one night and they never went back. And they never saw their mom again. And as adults, they are all brought together back to Hill House. And that is what it is. Uh, The family, they are haunted by their past. They're haunted by some supernatural entities that are finding their way back to the family now that Hill House is kind of creeping closer. Okay. So yeah, so that's super interesting because the book, there's no Shirley or Steven, but Hugh Crane is the original owner and builder of Hill House in the book. He built Hill House in like the 1800s and the book takes place in like the late 50s. So it was written in like 58 or something and it, it's it's set in that time period. Okay. And basically the like gist is no one has lived in it for like 80 years or no, sorry, it's been built for 80 years. So it ha- it's had 80 years of life and no one has consistently lived in it for more than a few days in like the past like 50 years um, because Hugh Crane had lived there with his two daughters and eventually the younger daughter inherited the house because the older daughter got married and moved away. Mm-hmm. So the younger daughter inherited the house and brought in a companion from the nearby village. And when she died, the companion took over the house and then the older sister was mad about it and kept trying to fight mm-hmm. for it. And eventually when the companion passed away, it went to the Sanderson family and that's who has owned it, but they can't rent it out for more than a few days at a time. And so Dr. John Montague is a paranormal investigator, but he has his degree in like anthropology to like be more legit. (laughs) And so it even talks about that in the beginning, like he has his degrees to be more legit, but his real passion lies in the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And so he has heard everything about like the hauntings of Hill House. And so he wants to go and investigate it. And so he puts out, he finds people who have also had potential supernatural experiences in their lifetime because he wants them to join him at Hill House for his investigation. Uh, And I guess, I guess research is probably the better word. He's really trying to research it. And so Eleanor, he finds because when she was a kid, her house had like rocks falling on it for like a brief period of time. And she always thought like, oh, it was a neighbor or it was my sister trying to do something to me or whatever. But to Dr. Montague, he feels like it's a supernatural thing. 
uh, which I thought was kind of odd because I was like, how do you get that info? You know, it was just a little ambiguous. Theodora can apparently, someone can hold up like an index card in the other room and she knows what's on it. But it has, like, it's like she can see through the wall and know what they're holding up kind of a thing. Mm. Um, So that's why she chose in. She sent a letter asking to come join. And then Luke is the owner's nephew and he is set to inherit the house when she passes away. And her condition on having Dr. Montague research the house was having a family member join him. So that's like kind of the main cast of characters and they all come and I I think it's funny because it is written in the 50s and so it's very formal and so Eleanor like receives this letter and she comes to Hill House and she's the first one to arrive and the caretaker um, Mr. Dudley won't let her in and she's like I demand you open this up I meant to be inside and I just felt it maybe a little rude I was just thinking now I'd be like oh like here I have proof I have my letter to show you and she was just standing there like I meant to be here I meant to be here they invited me here and he's like I'm not gonna let you in and I just found that so funny he eventually lets her in and she like threatens to like roll him over in her car it just seemed a little over dramatic but I don't know if that was like the 50s he was a caretaker so he was below her and that was kind of the vibe that Shirley Jackson was going for was this like well all I can say is that sounds about white to me so exactly actually it's really funny because as you were as I was reading the synopsis uh, on Wikipedia thank you Wikipedia I actually was like I feel like I've seen this before I feel like I've watched this before and it, it reminds me of a movie with Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson which was called The Haunting oh. um I believe I think that is based off it of is the book. yeah I went back and yeah, I looked yeah. and it turns out it is based off of the book so the movie The Haunting with uh, Liam Neeson Owen Wilson and Catherine Zeta-Jones okay and that's probably more like the directly from the book than exactly. the show yeah. is Okay. Yeah, no, that's cool. So yeah, obviously, there's some big differences between the new Netflix show and the book. I don't know. Watching the trailer for the show, I'm like, I will never watch the show. It looks way too scary to me. But the book, every haunting and like supernatural thing is very ambiguous. It's very much like Eleanor and Theodora are like in their room and there's knocking on the door and suddenly they feel a cold rush, but you don't actually, they don't actually ever see anything. Or if they do, we don't get the details. Like Theodora tells Eleanor to run because she saw something and she said, don't look back, don't look back, don't look back. But we never find out what Theodora actually Mm -hmm. saw. And so it was just this like sense of suspense, which I appreciated because obviously I don't like the scary. I would have been able to handle if they said like, oh, there was a ghost down the hall or whatever, or someone popped out at them. But I feel like with a book, it's a little bit uh, easier to make it less um, scary uh, in that it was ambiguous, but it was still suspenseful. Like I was still like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I wanted, I I could not put this book down. It literally, I read it in less than a day. I really did love yeah. this book. It was, it's so well written. I liked the characters. I liked just the whole vibe sure. of it. It was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, it's very gothic kind of vibe. Gothic, yeah. And that's, this is kind of, this is what I wanted Mexican gothic to be mm-hmm. more like, was more of a purpose. Sure. You know, like when we get to like the, eventual ending I was kind of like okay I see where everything lined up and with Mexican Gothic I just felt like the ending was too rushed for me to feel that relief of like oh I finished the book everything's been sorted Mm -hmm. out whereas with Hill House the last page is a little up in the air but like you know what happened you know what happened because it's obvious I definitely appreciated that what I will say is tell me more about the show so 
the show is amazing. I know that it's probably too scary for you, but just know that yes. it, it's so amazing. When they become adults and you see that they're kind of, they've all gone their separate ways, except for Shirley and Theodora. So Shirley has become a, uh, a mortician. So she basically prepares bodies for funerals because when her mom ultimately committed suicide, she yeah. was so afraid to go to the funeral because she was afraid to see her mom that way. But then the mortician was right. really nice. He walked her to the front and she was like, she just looks like she's sleeping. And he goes, yeah, that's my job. I want her to look right. how you remember her looking, which right. I thought was really sweet. And then yeah. you have Stephen, who he is just, he is not a believer in ghosts. To him, his mother was mentally um, disturbed is kind of how he puts it. And okay. she killed herself and he never saw a ghost. Some of them talked about ghosts and he was like, this is ridiculous, you know? And so right. he is the one who ultimately writes The Haunting of Hill House. He's the author. He wrote it oh, um, okay. from his childhood experiences. So it's kind of okay. cool because in the first episode, everyone receives calls from Nellie, which is Eleanor. Everyone receives calls from her and everyone either ignores her call or just couldn't answer right away. And it's kind of sad because you can tell she's kind of in distress and she's reaching out. Right. And it introduces all the characters really well. So you have Stephen who goes to sites where people are having paranormal activities or, or paranormal experiences happening. And he, he goes in their house and he'll like sleep in the bed or whatever. And then he tells them like, it wasn't a paranormal experience. It was this instead. Right. And he tells them, I don't believe in ghosts. You know, all those things that I wrote about in the book, they were fallacies. Shirley is the mortician. So she's preparing for someone's funeral. And she sits down with a little boy who they're like, yeah, he's having a really hard time because, you know, his grandmother just passed away and he spent all this time with her. And she goes to sit down next to him. And she's like, you know, like this funeral is a way to say goodbye to her. And then the little boy is like, but I don't need to say goodbye to her. She visits me every night. Mm. And then she's just like, hmm. And then Theodora is gay and she like meets this woman in a um, club and the woman and her like spend the night together and all this stuff. But then Theodora uh, very awkwardly basically kicks her out and it's weird because you know she she brought this woman home and you kind of get this feeling that she has commitment and attachment issues yeah I mean, you mentioned she's gay because i kind of got that vibe in the book in but the obviously book? it's not outright stated but she's a little too touchy with eleanor and mm -hmm. i didn't know if that was just like the way it's written you know that women were written as being kind of very feminine and like she's like oh let me do your nails and touch your feet and like you know whatever i didn't know if it was that but i got that vibe from her cuz eleanor was uncomfortable with it and yeah. so then I was like, oh, maybe she's gay. I wasn't sure what it Especially was. Especially during the time at which it was written, it would make sense right. that that's how she would write a gay character. She's like, right. I'm not going to outwardly outright. say it, right. but she is. Right. Um, but then also you find out, because a lot of the time in this show, episodes are centered around different characters. So you'll revisit them as a child rather than the whole family. Interesting. Okay. And it'll follow them as adults too. So you do find out that Theodora, she is a child psychologist. Okay. And so she's meeting with this little girl who says that she is seeing this, this smiley-faced man or something like that. And so Theodora 
you know, she kind of has her ideas of what it might be. But at one point, she visits the house of the little girl. The little girl's adopted. And she described, like, the smiley face man and all this stuff. And so you kind of get the vibe that maybe it was like a ghost. And then Theodora, she goes and she takes off her gloves because she always wears gloves. And she touches something. And she just has this look of horror come across her. So basically, it turns out that the dad has been raping and molesting the little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And how did Theodora, does she have like, did she, how did she get that like premonition about it? She laid, she went down into the basement and okay. she laid down on a couch and she like took off her, I think she took off her gloves and she just looked up at the ceiling and that was it. That was it. And she just, and then it's just this look of horror. Um, and so she called in like okay. an anonymous tip and that was how that was taken care of. Uh, so then there's Nellie, obviously, who she's the one who's kind of reaching out to everyone. She and Luke are twins and Luke okay. is kind of just gone. He's gone. No one knows where he is. He's just kind of disappeared. You find he, he had drug problems. So he was in a drug rehab center and he like received a chip recently. Like you get chips every time you reach a certain milestone. Um, But then Steven finds out that he did leave the drug rehab center. And so when, when Nellie calls, he says, no, like at some point I think he does call her back or something. Um, And I don't, and I, I, think he gets her voicemail if I remember correctly and he tells her like oh yeah like I've talked to Luke he's doing fine like he just got this chip oh and then also you find out that Steven's also going through a divorce at the very end of that episode this is going to be a spoiler so I am putting that out there for anyone listening you are about to get a spoiler so then Steven shows up at the house or at his apartment and he sees Luke actually coming out of his apartment and Luke is stealing some of his stuff. Mm. And he assumes it's because Luke's going to sell it for money for drugs. And Luke says, it's not what it looks like. And Steven says, give me the stuff and I'll give you money or give at least give me this. You can take everything else and use the money for whatever. I don't care. And so Luke says it really isn't what you think it is. And he leaves. Okay. And then when Steven goes upstairs and goes into the apartment, he is scared because he he gets frightened by Nellie because Nellie's in there. And he's like, oh, so you were just standing around watching him steal my stuff. You know, I'm really getting sick of all this, blah, blah, blah. And like Nellie, she hasn't really said anything. She's just kind of standing there looking at him. You know, mm-hmm. and he's just, what are you doing? Like, why, what's going on? I can't believe this, blah, 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 blah. He's just reading her the right act, right? Yeah. And then his dad calls him and says, I just got a call. She's dead. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, Nellie, she went back to Hill House and she's dead. And when he turns around, Nellie's right in his face and she's got this ghost face, basically, yeah. like opening her mouth and like her eyes are white and face yeah. is gray and that's how that episode ends do you know how she died did they yes, say how you she do died? find out uh yeah you find out later and it's one of those things where like i said you go between characters stories so right. you don't find out until way later what happened to her and also okay. you find out way later why luke was stealing the stuff from the apartment you find out in a later episode because okay. it follows him 
And it's so good. Right. So you, what you find out is that – so Nellie, actually, she had married this really sweet guy named Arthur because she – her whole life was there's haunted. An Arthur, there's is an there? Arthur in the book, too, which I hadn't got to them yet. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so she married this sweet, sweet guy named Arthur. And because of what happened at Hill House, she was left being haunted by this woman that she called the Bent Neck Lady. And it was just this woman who would just float in and her neck yeah. was like this and she would. she hung herself. Uh-huh. Okay. And so that was the bent neck lady is what they called her. And so she was just haunted by this lady. So she went yeah. and she did like sleep therapies and stuff like that because she was having night terrors or not night terrors, but sleep paralysis. Like she would wake okay. up and then she would be paralyzed and she'd be really scared. Okay. So. Arthur is, he is actually one of the technicians at the sleep place. And so him and her fall in love, they get married, all this stuff. And then one night, Arthur dies. He has an aneurysm, actually. And then she sees the bent neck lady and she's having a case of sleep paralysis. So she can't actually move. And so he was getting up to go like turn on the light or something. And that was when he died. And so she's stuck in this state of paralysis and then just sees the bent neck lady. And she thinks that the bent neck lady actually killed him. Uh, Okay. So that's what she thinks. And so she's gone her whole life like thinking this. And then she gets just feels like she needs to go back to Hill House. So when she goes back to Hill House, she goes and she sees all the lights turn on and it just feels like home. So she just walks Mm -hmm. in. She sees her mom. She sees her siblings. She's in her wedding dress. She sees Arthur. They dance Mm -hmm. around. And it's so cool because they have all the lights on the music playing she's dancing with arthur and then they show you what it actually looks like which is the house is in complete disarray completely dark she's dancing by herself Mm -hmm. and then she has this moment where she goes to the top of the stairs Mm -hmm. and uh her mom gives her a necklace and she's like mommy i love it thank you so much and then her mom pushes her over the stairs it turns out the necklace is not a necklace it's a noose she goes over the edge breaks her neck but then the really cool thing is and this is a huge twist a huge twist and this is a huge spoiler it turns out she has been the bent neck lady her entire life her entire life okay and so basically what happens is she falls and breaks her neck but then almost like she falls again through the scene and then all of a sudden she is in every single scene that she saw herself in okay Interesting. Because Eleanor dies at the end of the book, too. But in the book... Okay, so wait, let me tell you about Arthur. Arthur comes with Mrs. Montague, Dr. Montague's wife, Uh and they're really into this, way more into the supernatural stuff than Dr. Montague is. And basically, the wife is fucking fearless. She's like, I'm going to go into the most haunted room here, and I'm going to use, they have not like a Ouija board, I can't remember what she called it, but it was similar, where they Mm -hmm. ask questions, and then the ghost would write back or whatever. And when she's staying the first night, and she's staying in the nursery as the most haunted room, the ghost writes that she wants Nell to come come home but mrs montague didn't know that eleanor was nell and mm-hmm. so she's like i wonder who nell is and then nell gets all like white face like oh my god what why do they want me arthur is just like the driver for mrs montague he's not like too big of a character he's kind of crazy though because he like has a gun and he's like don't worry i'll protect everybody just in case it gets out of hand or whatever but he's really not right. that big of a character 
Arthur, how are you going to shoot a ghost? How I mean, are you going to shoot a ghost? I don't know. Well, and it's funny. So people can feel the haunting only happen to them and other people don't hear it. So like that first night, all of Dr. Montague, Luke, Theodora, and Eleanor all heard pounding and it got cold. But Mrs. Montague and Arthur didn't hear anything and they were fine. And so it it really like specifies certain people can only see things at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And like at one point, Theodora and Eleanor are in a room together and it just gets really cold. There's pounding on the door and Eleanor and Theodora are holding hands and suddenly it passes and, and Eleanor is crying out and Theodora didn't hear any of it. She wasn't holding Eleanor's hand. And uh, so Eleanor is like, whose hand was I holding? And that's just how the chapter ends. It never comes back to that. And so it was one of those freaky moments where you're like, oh my God, whose hand was she holding? It just really creepy. Eleanor is basically the main character. And we eventually figure out that she's being haunted by her mom. Her mom had passed away and she was her caretaker. And one night Eleanor falls asleep and her mom starts pounding on the wall that she's not feeling well and dies. And so that's why Eleanor, when she hear when it's always haunting, is always pounding on the door mm-hmm. um, that she hears because it's her, it's her mom asking her to come home, come home. We need to get away from here. You need to help me kind of a thing. And so Eleanor is also just haunted by the fact that she couldn't save her mom, even though she was living kind of a miserable life being her caretaker she still kind of feels bad about it and so eventually we find out that like the house is possessing Eleanor and that Eleanor is not really herself by the end of it and that Theodora is saying like oh like I can't wait to go home blah 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 and Eleanor's like I'm gonna come with you I'm just gonna follow you and Theodora is like no you have your own place and Eleanor's like no I'm gonna follow you I'm gonna come with you and just kind of starts acting really weird at the very end Dr. Montague is basically like, for your safety, we're going to send you home. Like, you can't stay here anymore. We're going to send you home. And so at the very end, the last page, Eleanor gets in her car and drives it straight into a tree. And because as she's getting in the car, she's like, I don't want to leave. This is my home now. This is my home now. And then she's like, I'll show them that this is my home now and just crashes into a tree. So it's it's interesting because she doesn't die by hanging, but Hugh Crane's wife had died by hanging Mm. or one of the sisters died. One of them died by hanging. And so there's like a little area of the house that people speculate was the place that she had committed suicide. And so Eleanor can't really go past that. She's too scared of that area, but the other people go near it and they're like investigating it and whatnot. But so I find it very interesting that she died, but then there's like that other layer in the show that it was her the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only that, but so the night that the children left and never came back, which is also the night that their mother died again, huge spoiler, but you should, be listening to this if you're not ready for spoilers sorry but like you shouldn't yeah uh so what happens that night is there's this room that they call the red room and they've never been able to find the key for it they've never been able to find the key for it it's just been locked and it's weird because it's like they'll find a key they'll try it doesn't work they walk away and then you see like footsteps underneath like there's a light coming through and And like you you see someone walking back yeah Yeah. exactly um and so the house is basically 
possessing the mother and she's changing over time and it's not pretty at some point steven when he's a child he finds Mm -hmm. this really cute little vanity with a beautiful mirror and stuff and he paints it makes it look really nice and then he says to his mom i made this for you like i I put it together for you and his mom comes over she sits down her name's olivia by the way i just looked it up okay olivia crane And so she sits down. She's like, oh, honey, it's lovely. And she's looking in it. And I want to say she sees the ghost of Nellie. So Nellie, when she's older. So she is actually, to an extent, she's able to see how her daughter is going to die. Right, right. Yes. Okay. And she's even the one who sat down and told Theodora, you know, I was a lot like you. Here are the gloves. So she gave Theodora these gloves so that Theodora didn't have to touch everything and, and... have these visions all the time so when she sees nelly i think she sees nelly and luke both in the mirror dead and she punches the mirror and breaks it and so steven's like what the fuck and like it's weird (laughs) and that's why he thinks that his mom is like unhinged and exactly a mental problem okay yeah exactly and so and she's like oh honey i'm so sorry but anyways so the father he can see that something is going wrong with his wife he sees it oh and backtrack a little bit Luke is constantly talking about this little girl that he's seeing. He draws her and he draws a picture of her and colors it and says, yeah, like this is the little girl that I'm seeing and no one else has seen her. So they're like, oh, it's your imaginary friend. Right, right. So anyways, they asked their mom if she could spend the night and the Mm -hmm. mom's like, sure, because the mom's like, you know, she's clearly an imaginary friend. So the dad, he sends his wife to go stay with her sister because he's like, you need to get away from this house. You know, you need a break. So he sends her to go stay with her sister. That night when everyone goes to bed, Olivia returns to the house. So she never went to her sister's house. She returns to the house. She goes to her kid's room. Okay. And when she walks in, her two little ones are asleep in their beds and there's a little girl sleeping between their beds. And they were like, well, you you said we could have her sleep over. And yeah. she's like, so I did. Also, I know that there is a Mr. and Mrs. Dudley in the book. And yeah. in this book, Mr. and Mrs. Dudley are the caretakers. That's what they are in the book. There we go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because so the, Mrs. Dudley is like the housekeeper mm-hmm. and then Mr. Dudley like is the groundskeeper. Exactly. Or whatever. And, yeah. and that's okay. what they are in this as well. So she says, okay, great. She, she says, well, we're going to have a tea party. And they're like, oh, we're going to have a tea party in the middle of the night. And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's go upstairs. And so they go to the red room and it opens up and they go in to have the tea party and she pours the tea for all the kids and I don't remember who exactly caught her I want to say it was the dad I think that Mr. and Mrs. Dudley came and they were like we can't find our daughter and at this point you don't even know that they have a kid I think you might know that they have a kid but like you don't realize and so they're like we can't find our daughter did she come here whatever she snuck out and so he runs upstairs. He's running around. He sees that the red room is open. When he goes in there, the little girl has actually had the tea. She's the only one who has had the tea and she okay. dies. It's like okay. rat poison or something. So she yeah. dies. And then he pushes the tea over so no one else drinks it. And he takes the kids away. And she's really angry at him. She thinks that she's saving them by saving them from the death that they would have had in right. the future. So that's okay. what she's trying to 
do, essentially. But then he ends up telling Mr. and Mrs. Dudley that their daughter died. And they're devastated, obviously. But then all of a sudden they see their daughter and she's like, hi, why are you crying? And it's because anyone who dies in Hill House, their spirits stay in the house. Right. No, no, no. And so, well, and so they, they go and they hug her and they're like, please never get rid of Hill House. We want to be able to see our daughter. And so that's actually a promise that they make is that he will not sell Hill House. He will not burn it down. He will not do anything. That way they can keep seeing their daughter. But so when he gets all the rest of the kids out of the house, gets them in the car, drives away, his wife is like, oh, my God, I failed, you know. And she walks over to the stairs, which years later is where Nellie hangs herself. And she basically throws herself off the stairs and dies. Okay. It's very interesting because it sounds like a lot of what Eleanor in the book was like being kind of possessed by the house is what the mom in the show is. Um, so it's kind of interesting how there there's a lot of parallels. They're just like slightly different, but it's still like the same story. Essentially, it's, it's yeah. essentially the same thing. So I find that very interesting. The show itself is so well done. It's amazing. And so I will say what ends up happening is it turns out Luke actually has remained sober. He has remained okay. sober. The reason that he was actually um, stealing that stuff was because he was trying to help another person who was also in this uh, Narcotics Anonymous He was trying to help her get a hotel so she could stay clean. Shirley is being haunted by a mistake that she made a very long time ago. Theodora is being haunted by... What is she being haunted by, actually? I I don't necessarily recall what Theodora is being haunted by, but I know she's being haunted by something. It's not as prominent as the others. Right. Uh, okay. And then Stephen, he is like, I just saw a ghost. I just saw my sister's right. ghost. Like right. mom. And then he's kind of trying to come to terms with, okay, well, was my mom actually mentally disturbed is kind of what he says. But was right. my mom, to him, was she crazy or was she not? You know, maybe right. it was Hill House, whatever. And Nellie, her ghost pops up every once in a while. Her sister, actually, Shirley, is the one who who prepares her body for her funeral. Okay. And that scene was actually really crazy. And and Nellie is there. She's trying to keep her family together. Even in even right. in the afterlife, she's trying to keep her family like together and trying to right. keep them on track. And it's so sweet. Right. I mean, it really is. And then uh, what ends up happening is Luke disappears again. Okay. And he goes to Hill House. He's trying to save his sister, basically. And he doesn't realize that he went to Hill House. But he ends up overdosing because okay. he he thinks that he's saving himself but it turns out he's actually just injected himself with heroin he doesn't realize it because hill house made him see something else right and right. then so hugh and steven they realize like oh my god he went to hill house so they race to hill house and they right. call shirley and theodora and they're like come to hill house like we've got to save luke right and so it's actually really scary because they're yeah. in the car and they're arguing they're arguing over their childhood they're arguing over their present they're arguing over all this stuff and then all of a sudden nelly's ghost just 
pops between them because one of Shirley's driving, I think, and Theodora's in the passenger seat. And then Nellie just comes between the two of them and screams. And she's just like this ghost. And she comes out of nowhere. And yeah. it's just like the scariest thing. And I think it kind of jolts them into, okay, stop arguing. We got to say focus. Right. And so they get there and they go in and they get knocked out by something. Like a ghost comes, knocks them out, and they wake up in the red room. They can't get out. Luke's in there overdosing on heroin. Hugh is outside of the room, so he's not actually in the room. And then he sees Olivia, his wife, and, you know, he basically kind of makes a a deal with her that if she lets the children live, that he will die. Okay. And so he, he eventually does get the door open. He gets his children out. He says, go, just go. And then all he tells his son like that he loves him and all this stuff. It's really sweet. They get all the kids get outside and they're adults, but you know, they're his kids. They get outside, they drive, they drive away. And then you see Hugh just kind of standing there and he looks down and he's looking at his own body. So he mm-hmm. he did let okay. take him. He overdosed on his medication and then he stays there with Nellie and Olivia's spirit. Right. And then actually yeah. at the very end of the story, it's so sweet. At the very, very end of the story, uh, Mr. Dudley is carrying his wife's body to okay. his house. He carries, or not her body, but she's dying. And so he carries her there and he just puts her inside the house and then she dies. And then he looks up and there she is when she was younger and she's with his daughter. And so he wanted her to die in Hill House so her spirit would always be there. Stay there, right, right. But it's like, that sucks for her because for all eternity, she's going to be stuck in this GD house. Right. (laughs) Nice going, Mr. Dudley. Right, Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I I like that it's all connected to the house because mm-hmm. even though in the book Eleanor's mom didn't die in Hill House, Eleanor is still being haunted by her with, but only within the house. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the house pulls your greatest fear or whatever and haunts you that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that that was super interesting. But I mean, you know me, I don't really like the scary stuff. But like this book was like just enough where it was scary, but more of a suspenseful scary and not like a, I'm going to shit my pants scary. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, which I really, I like that and I appreciate it. And I just thought the story was great. The story is amazing. It's a really amazing story. I will say the show, I watched it by myself at night with the lights off. Like I, well, I didn't realize that the lights were off. I had been watching right. it all day. And then all of a sudden right. I was like, oh my God, it's dark and I haven't turned on any lights. Now I'm getting right. kind of scared, you know? Right. And it was right around yeah. the time that the funeral scene happened. So yeah. I mean, yeah, but really, really well done. Like it's, it's yeah. amazingly well done. Now they have, it's not a sequel, but now they have Flying like an, 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 Yeah. An anthology and a second anthology part yes. to it. Yeah. They kept a lot of the same actors. So the actress who plays Theodora's in it, the actress who okay. plays Nellie, who also plays Love in You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Nellie. Hugh Crane, the guy who plays Hugh Crane, he's in it. He is played by, did you ever see E.T., the one about the alien? You mean E.T., phone home? Yes. Yes. I've seen E.T., yes. <laughs> he plays Elliot. Elliot. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. The little kid. Yeah. He's older now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, he yeah. plays Hugh Crane, and then in oh, this, he so plays funny. Henry. So okay. uh, you do have some returning actors, which is right. Well, it's so like funny. American Horror Story, where it's all the same actors, but it's different 
different it's story. A different thing. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Right, yeah. Uh, Carla Gugino, she's in it. She's yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I, I fucking love her so much. I love her yeah. so much. So, um, so yeah, I I highly recommend this show for anyone who wants a good scare, but also wants a really really good story. You want twists, you want turns. This mm-hmm. is this is the show to watch. Bly Manor, I will say is a lot less scary. Interesting. A lot less scary. I also didn't enjoy the story as much, but it's okay. very well thought out when they're dealing with time and stuff like that. Also, I think it takes place in like the 80s. So really okay. cool. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I recommend the book. Also, it is such a short book. It's only like 100, 182 pages. That's so It's good. nothing. And part of that is like an introduction. That I didn't, you read the I didn't introduction? read. No, I didn't read the introduction. I don't usually read introductions either. <laughs> yeah, well, because it, you know it's a penguin classic, and so I mm-hmm. think they just put an introduction in there. But yeah, I didn't read it. Maybe I'll go back to like maybe get more details that I didn't pick up in the book that maybe someone mentioned. But yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend. Uh, next week we are going to be talking about Final Girls by Riley Sager. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that one. That's one of my favorites. That one it scares me a little bit more because I think it feels more real. It feels more like yeah. that could happen to me and that's fucking scary. So Yes, I I took it to the beach because clearly oh, it's okay. a beach read, right? Yes. Yeah. And I so I was sitting on the beach, I was reading it. And before I knew it, I had read 40 pages. Like it was the quickest 40 pages I've ever read. So yeah, it's a quick read yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it so far. So perfect. I can't oh wait my to gosh. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Well, uh, are you scared yet? <laughs> are you spooky? Spooky scary Ooh. October. Ooh. Uh, we'll see you next week, guys. All right. Bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Tune in every Monday for new episodes. That's Kayla. And that's Lindsay. Goodbye! Don't forget to turn off the light.